When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. August 5th, 2020. A fiesta. Viking raids. Flogging on the open seas, travelers' checks, and more. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Would you? Man, I just caught a big waft of dog stink as soon as I don't. <laughs> I smell like a dog? No, but it our was, dogs smell like dogs. It was one of them, but it's, were they in the chair earlier and I sat down and gooshed? I think that was Dog it. stink up? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I beat you today. You did. Okay. I'm, I'm going to tell you I'm a little behind the ball today. No, no. Don't get behind the balls. <laughs> I did not say that. It's not a good place to be. All right. It is August 5th, 2020. In case anybody was unsure on that part. Oh, I think we're all 100% clear what year of the devil this is. <laughs> okay. The year of our devil. Hey, you're, you're going way off the Catholic okay. path here. Okay, no, it is. Suffering. Suffering. You offer yes. it up. Okay. You unite that suffering okay. with Christ. Doing it right It's now. a good thing. I just listened to, and I wasn't even going to include this. Okay. Um, I was looking for something to listen to today, and I failed in the sense that I found no um, no thing that I was kind of looking for. And so I resulted, uh, resulted, resorted. Yeah, that'd be more correct. I resorted uh, at a resort, <laughs> called my office, the office resort and soiree is what I refer to it as, uh-huh. to myself. Yes. Uh, I was there. <laughs> I was soireeing and listening. I, resu- I, re- I was going to say it again. I resulted back. I resulted back to stopping talking. It's your turn now. I resorted back to an old favorite of ours, Scott Hahn. Dr. Scott Hahn. He has a podcast, which is not really a podcast so much as it is people grabbed speeches. Not people. It's it's part of, it's not like just some random street bones, like, I'm going to make money on his name. It's That's not how it worked. (laughs) 
It was organized. Okay. Okay. It's like the Scott Hunt team. Yeah. Ripped the audio off of many of his talks yeah. and made it into yeah, a podcast. That okay. Thing, that thank thing. you. Yes. Uh, the, one of them specifically oh. that I listened to was about suffering. Okay. Which, yeah. So that. Also, if you are in Spain or from Spain or you dislike <laughs> Spain, any of that, happy Fiesta de Virgen Blanca. That's right, the Feast of the White Virgin. Yeah. Not as racist as it sounds, apparently. Right. We did a little digging just to make sure. Yeah, we yeah, didn't want to mess uh, that up. Didn't want to bring that in um, unwittingly. So anyway, yes, it is celebrated in a, not even all of Spain, right? I'm like not region sure. Of Spain. It was really difficult to find a lot of information. Yeah. Which indicates that it isn't a broadly celebrated Thing. Okay, but you did note that there was like a rosary procession and yes. a special mass and yes. these types of things. So it is in fact who? Our lady. Yeah. Yes. Well, you act like everybody's like, well, of course. Everybody doesn't know that. <laughs> uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Well, all right. We have a lot of ground to cover, and some of it's going to be a little violent. I'm just going to prepare everybody right yeah. now. There's some violence ahead. Well, why not? I mean, yesterday we were fighting and dancing and spitting in faces and all that. We might as well carry forward at least the violence. At least the violence. If you want to spit on me later, that's your call. All right. I might take you up on it. Okay. You're the year. 910-910-0910. I love it when you take us way back yeah. in the Wayback Machine to like anything pre-1000. Sounds like something. Somebody's doing dishes? <laughs> In the upstairs bedrooms. Yeah, that's not how it's supposed to work. Nope. But anyway, when you can take us back before 1000, I love it. So 910, here this we is, go. I liked this one a lot. And hang with me. If you're already tuning out, like 910, hang with me. The last major Viking army raid in England is defeated at the Battle of Tettenhall. Defeated by the Allied forces of Mercia and Wessex. That was nice. That's the dog snoring. That's not horrible things. Um, wow. It's aggressive. It is aggressive. Speaking of violent, there is some Goodness. violent snoring happening. Um, so at, at the time of the battle, mm -hmm. Wessex is led by King Edward and... Mercia is technically under the leadership of Earl Ethelred. Okay. Now, Alfred the Great had been the king of Wessex, and for the majority of his reign, he had held the dream of a unified England, of course, with him as the ruler. Why not? And for the bulk of his reign, I think he fought against the Danes the entire time. Okay. Uh, who were coming to plunder and steal. Because okay. that's what Vikings do, right? Well, yes, here we are. Okay. Maybe that will help. Yeah, I hear some stirring. Maybe we'll stop snoring so aggressively over there. Um, so at this point of, of this story, Alfred's son, Edward, is who has become king of Wessex. Yes. And this is it's hard to hear the clear enunciation. So Ethelred is who I mentioned earlier, but Ethel fled. Oh. Ethel fled is Alfred's daughter. Okay. Edward's sister, uh -huh. and she was the Lady of Mercia. Okay. And I couldn't tell 100% if she was queen and and who I previously referenced as Earl Ethelred, if he was king yet, or if that happened in the aftermath. I don't recall. Um, the Danish Vikings had control over Northumbria, the northern part. They were working their way south. 
this battle was the turning point. Aha, um, here we are. Yeah, the victory, more or less, was the beginning of the end for the Vikings. And it did result, ultimately, in England uniting under one domestic monarch. You may be thinking, who cares? It's kind of interesting by itself, but... It is fascinating when you also go and watch the not 100% historically accurate Netflix series, The Last Kingdom. It covers much of this loose historical accuracy. It's excellent. The character development is excellent. They insert um, kind of the, the really the main celebrated protagonist is Uhtred. Yes. And Uhtred was, let me think, he was born in Bevenberg. Okay. Which was one of the one of the kingdoms. Yeah. Um, when he was a child, Bevenberg had been attacked by the Danes. Pretty much, and his father had been the the earl there. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much everyone slaughtered. The kids oftentimes were kidnapped and raised. If they proved to be tough, they were raised Viking. Well, this was the case for him. He was raised Viking, and the father who raised him was. Uh, also Uhtred, you're, you know, Uhtred, son of Uhtred, and everybody's got the same name kind of a gig. Yeah. He was a notoriously excellent warlord, all of that, Viking. Um, anyway, it's then the, the bulk of the story is when young Uhtred goes back to England to try to claim yes. his rightful thrown to that kingdom, and then just all of the mess that goes on, because nobody trusts a Dane, even if you were English-born, but mm-hmm. yeah, and it's, I have really enjoyed it. I think I've watched it twice, and I believe there's at least six seasons. Yes. It is not a small investment, and the dogs are back at it. They are, they are super into this uh, English-Danish yeah. history lesson. I was going to ask if The Last Kingdom is, in fact, your favorite of all the sort of Viking genre of pop culture. You've seen a few of them. It's very good. I also differently, my goodness, dogs, I differently enjoyed, I think, what is just simply called Vikings on yeah. Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Um, I think this was better, though. I, I really... Seems like the storytelling... I more fell in love with yeah. the protagonist in yes. this. Yes, I was going to say, I feel like the storytelling is a little bit more engaging. Yeah. You're, there's more investment in the character development in The Last Kingdom. You were really, you're really on his side during this because he's... Just when you think he's going to finally climb into whatever position that, that he deserves, something underhanded happens. All right, dogs, come on now. It's probably Francie. I feel like hey. she's over there. Stop it. Getting back at us. I guess. My word. They need a decongestant or something. Heesh. Get some Boston Terriers, they said. Yeah. It'll be fun, they said. Oh, it's so cute when they snore. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, let's let's move it a little bit forward in history, but not much. I love how you're finding these um, medieval. This isn't even the medieval age yet, I don't think. 1305. More fighting, more violence. Mm-hmm. Take you to my homeland. Uh, William Wallace, who led the Scottish resistance to England. I'm mostly made up of Scottish, I think, is what my family genealogy has decided on. McFarland is my clan. They're probably like the white trash of Scotland. Probably. (laughs) The trailer park section is the McFarland. They call it McFarland Row. 
<laughs> that feels right. It feels accurate. Anyway, William Wallace is leading that Scottish resistance against England. He is captured by the English near Glasgow and transported to London for trial and execution. Of course, gross execution. Yeah. Yes. People of a certain age, like our age, know that the 1995 movie Braveheart Starring Mel Gibson as William Wallace is a classic of American cinema of yes. that era. Yes, very so, good movie. Yeah. I know, I don't think I've ever seen it. I've seen the sort of like... The epic scene? The epic scene. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know that I've ever like sat down and watched it start to finish. In 1995, I had a lot of things on my mind and Scottish history was not one of them. And she's not so proud of being Scottish trash. <laughs> All right, more violence, 1861. This is the end of some violence, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. theoretically. The U.S. Army abolishes flogging. Whew. Flogging is such a, that that is a word that is, the connotation packed into the word flogging is so, like, brutally real mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that you, yeah, it, it summons all kinds of images. So anyway, the U.S. Army abolishes flogging much to the relief of soldiers. I added that. Part. Everywhere. I'm just assuming the soldiers were relieved, like, finally, my back hurts. <laughs> now, our friends across the pond in Britain did not abolish the practice until 1948. Right, right. That's like at the end of World War II, Right. I'm, I'm assuming they would have called it a proper flogging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good, good. good British humor. I'm sure any British listener now has unsubscribed. Yes. Properly. Um, properly, yes. <laughs> so preceding this, Senator John P. Hale of New Hampshire had urged Congress to ban flogging on all U.S. ships in 1850, which was actually pretty controversial at the time. Mm -hmm. um, it was a very controversial amendment to a naval appropriations bill. Right. Basically saying if you want money, you got to quit beating the sailors. Yes. Yes. So Hale's conviction about this came from the vivid descriptions of flogging included in Herman Melville's novelized memoir, White Jacket, and in his more famous work, Moby Dick. Here's a little note about Moby Dick for you, the listeners, and for you. I don't know if I've ever told you this. It's actually a whale. <laughs> yes, that's good to know. That's dirty. Um, Moby Dick, I when I was in college doing my undergrad as an English major, I took a semester-long class called American Novel, and included in the syllabus was Moby Dick. And it was so freaking boring, and I yeah. hated it so much. It was the first novel. So I was... I'm going to say I was a junior in college when I took American Novel. Moby Dick was the first novel that I realized, I don't know, I don't have to read every word of this. <laughs> I can skim read it. Now, this was, I mean, we had the internet, but it was like a pain to go yeah, up yeah. on campus and like look things up. It wasn't high speed access yet. So rather, I mean, now you can, of course, like look for plot summaries and all of those right. kinds of things to get through a book you don't want to read. But at the time... It was still the era when we you didn't have access to all of that, but I realized I could basically read the first few paragraphs, the last few paragraphs of each chapter, and kind of skate my way through the rest of it. Did you ever watch and the movie? And I did. What movie? The Moby Dick movie. No. It's, I didn't know there was a movie. Yeah, yeah. It's It precedes college for us. Yeah. It's older. I can remember watching it as a little kid, and I guess the, the two things that stand out to me um, beyond, you know, seeing this 
great whaling endeavor yeah. um, was the, the character Queequeg, because the name was so crazy to me at that age. I yeah. just was fascinated by it. Yeah. And he was an interesting-looking cat. He was, I think he had some tribal tats and some mm. things. He was interesting-looking. And then the, the floating on the coffin scene at the, at the end. I'm familiar with that. <laughs> okay. okay. Wow. Aren't I'm, you the literary master? I'm, I'm not good at literature. That's embarrassing. Well, it seems like as we look over the spans of history that August the 5th is packed with all kinds of violence, skirmishes, fights, battles, yes. defeats, captures all across the world. Um, it's a day of... Enough is enough. Yeah. And we're shifting into butt-kicking mode. Hey, maybe that'll inspire you. Maybe you're fed up with something today. Maybe. It's time to kick some butt. Pull from the awesome, awesome repertoire, spit in somebody's face, dirty dance on them, whatever you got to do to... Dirty dance upon them. Do that, please. And then report back to us how that goes. I made, uh, for those listening and not watching, I did make some good dirty dancing arm movements there. (laughs) No, that was it. That was some karate dancing movements. Well, it's... It's part of the dirty choreography. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You've plainly not seen that movie either. Nope. I <laughs> sure haven't. I've not either. I'm afraid to. Okay. 1980. No, no, no. Sorry. Bad with numbers. I'm the numbers guy. I'm bad with numbers. You're the literature woman, and yeah, we're bad. You're quite the pair. Yeah, we're bad at what we're doing. 1891. Uh huh. American Express issues the world's First traveler's checks. Do you remember mm-hmm. as a kid yep. your parents having traveler's checks? A thousand percent, yes. The first trip to Disney World that my family made, I remember my parents carrying traveler's checks along with them. Nice. I remember two times. One vacation that we took. I just remember them because we were trying to get out the door to go on a great American road trip vacation. Yeah. And we were waiting for the mail to arrive because somebody had forgotten to order the traveler's checks earlier, and so shifting weight from one foot to the other, waiting for the, the mail oh, person. wow, because you were leaving as soon as that delivery showed up? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't... There was a second time. Oh, sorry. But go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I don't fully understand how they work, but you can save that explanation for... It's it, it was just a guaranteed deal. This was when counterfeiting mm-hmm. was recognized, and you may not be able to write a check on your personal checking account, so oh. it was like an extra layer of... Yeah, we'll accept your check, and you don't have to carry cash and all that. So they were issued in amounts like, what, $20, $50, $100? That I don't know. I was too young when okay. we got I don't we know if they handlers, came so. in amounts or if okay. it was something where you could fill in an amount. I do not know. Okay, all right. Second time, yeah, my parents got to go to London mm-hmm. for a business thing for a week, and I can remember as they were headed out the door. Scrambling. You got traveler's checks? Yes. Okay. I don't have two dads. It sounded like it just then. That's not actually how it happened, but you get the idea. Okay. Now, now, I do want to point out. um... Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That I don't believe actually... They did that. They did issue the first traveler's American checks. American Express. That yeah. is to say, okay. So yesterday we referenced the Knights Templar, mm. or the day before, one of the two, maybe both, whatever. It's yesterday. Um, yep. One of the main reasons that the Knights Templar were formed was to provide protection to the Christians who were traveling to the Holy Land on pilgrimage. The Holy Land was under the control of Muslim nation at that time, and. Sometimes they could travel safe. Sometimes there was some harassment both on the way there and once there. So it was a, it's a, it was a huge, huge deal to go on pilgrimage. Um, just like a, a major, if you had the means or if you didn't have the means, you'd fight to save and get the means. You needed to go on pilgrimage as part of your faith. What we have seen develop over time, anybody that is familiar with the Catholic faith, um, may have heard of Via Della Rosa, the Way of the Cross, which is there in the Holy Land. But then likewise, in each Catholic church, you will see along the side walls the Stations of the Cross, which is a way of going on pilgrimage from home that was developed when it was just absolutely too dangerous to go. That's just bonus material. Yes, it is. Back to the Knights Templar. So that's what they were formed for, was protection initially. Um very early into things, they also developed kind of an extension of that service where when you came to begin your pilgrimage, you could give them your your coins, your jewels, whatever, your currency, and they would give you in exchange a receipt. And then when you got to the Holy Land and went to whatever little castle or fort of the, the Knights Templar there, you could exchange back. And so I would I would call that yeah. a form of the first traveler's check. Pretty or at least the first ATM or something. I know, that's what I was thinking, like an ATM. Yeah. Yes. That's a pretty fascinating yeah. stuff right there. Yeah. All right. They aren't all bad. They aren't all conspiracy. <laughs> yes. But just a little bit. Yeah. Healthy amount. Yeah. Well, in 1924, a comic strip by the name of Little Orphan Annie debuts yeah. by Harold Gray. It's first published in the New York Daily News. I know almost every word to the 1970-ish film of Annie because my youngest sister was obsessed with that movie when we were kids. It's we had a movie. VCR tape and we watched it to pieces and to this day. Isn't it funny how brains work? It is. Makes I, you wish as a child you were exposed to something of value, doesn't mm, it? Yes, indeed. So here's the little orphan Annie. Right on. Well, 1930 is the birth of Neil Armstrong, the first person to set foot on the moon, allegedly. <laughs> You're still feeling that <laughs> conspiracy vibe from yesterday. <laughs> All right, 1959, the Eiley Brothers recorded their song, Shout. Makes me want to shout. It's a great song, and I can't remember exactly. I could be making this up. At the time, I believe records were 45s. Mm -hmm. 
And I think this song was so long that it required both sides of the record. Oh, because it's got that extended. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great song. It is a great song. A little bit louder now, a little bit softer now. That's right. All that. Yes. Inspired a stain remover, too. That's right. Shout it Shout out. Shout it out. <laughs> Which I didn't need any encouragement for. <laughs> All right. What's up? 2011. So we've jumped mm, right at practically to present. Yeah. Standard and Poor's Financial Services lowered the United States triple A credit rating by one notch to double A plus. Now, Standard and Poor's, everybody probably has heard of the S&P, mm. S&P 500, mm -hmm. that's Standard and Poor's 500. They are a financial institution. One of the things that they are known for is giving a credit rating on debt investments. A debt investment is you loaning your money to somebody. So you'd like to know, just like if the bank's going to loan you money, they want a credit report, right? Yeah. This is the reverse. They kind of provide the credit report of the different bonds that you could buy. Well, they, and they arguably are, have been the leader of, there's others that do this service, but they're, they're kind of the main ones. And in two, the 2008 financial crisis, it kind of lifted the old skirt of the industry a little bit oh and gosh. revealed that it's pretty likely, and nobody, no convictions ever on this, but pretty likely that Standard & Poor's was taking some favors, some kickbacks to issue bond ratings much stronger than they deserve to be. What? How yeah. dare you insinuate corruption? And so then, the yeah, in the finance world? <laughs> what? No. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this, and they'd never been called into question on anything. They were just assumed to be the stalwart of the industry. It was plainly obvious that things had gone awry. Well, then in the aftermath of that, here they come out. And I really feel like this was such a, a weak-wristed way of trying to come in and say, see, we're doing our downgrade U.S. debt. Look, if U.S. U.S government debt is like the standard of the world. Okay. You can't lower the credit rating of that without theoretically lowering the credit rating of everything. But they were just trying to act like, well, see, now we're so legitimate, we'll even... Oh. Yeah. It wasn't received well. It was stupid. Okay. They've more or less recovered their reputation, I guess, at this point. They don't really have a significant competitor, so yay monopoly and continue forging on. Really awesome, right? Sometimes I think that you like to include these financial tidbits, not because they're awesome, but just because you want to flex your I, financial maybe. prowess. <laughs> I probably, probably. That's probably hey, fair. You I, know what, though? I'm glad you do, because like this stuff, I had never, we're, I never heard this. It isn't so much that I want everybody to be, ooh, you know, Kyle, so smart. It's not that. Yeah. I want people to not have confidence in things <laughs> that they shouldn't have confidence in. Don't walk blindly yes. and just trust these yahoos. I take a lot of self-pride in being one of the very few honest financial advisors out there. I will tell you when something is bad yes. or when something is mediocre or just if I can't make a judgment or if it's good and I get really frustrated because so many other people in the industry are charlatans. Yeah. Then when I tell someone the truth, because it's not what they commonly hear from other people, then they question me and it pisses me off. And then I'm like, fine, I broke. I don't say that. I don't want that for them. Yeah. But it's my knee jerk reaction. No, and it really, I just want people to know the truth. 
I think that's very real and very true. And you are definitely a straight shooter. You're very candid with your clients and with people that just ask you random finance questions. I have to tell you over the weekend, I was watching YouTube. I was watching a YouTuber who's much younger than us. She's probably in like her mid twenties. And she was talking about all the different streams of income that she has. And the last one she was talking about were her investments. And girlfriend goes ahead and starts giving some advice to her viewers about yeah. how they should invest and stuff. And I was like, well, just like Kyle said, yeah. anybody can technically be a financial That's advisor. Right. You can be a plumber. Yep. Recommend a stock. You're a financial advisor. Yes. So you're not going to get any of that here on Awesome Today. That's right. Partly because I also recognize that as a investment advisor, which is a legal term, yeah, I'm not. I can't, can't provide advice to the masses like that, <laughs> and it probably you go should jail. include disclaimers. Even now that this is advice, I don't you know, all that. <laughs> you can lose money. Yes, listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a financial risk to listen to us. Yes. <laughs> all right, move ahead before I get arrested. Please, yes, okay. In 2019, last year. Brazilian drug dealer Clavino da Silva tries and fails to escape a Rio de Janeiro jail by dressing up as his teenage daughter. Yeah. Completely, not just like, oh, I'm going to do a little cosplay, going to jump on TikTok with my cosplay costume. Right. No, Makeup no. and a beard. It's yeah. Not, no. no. He went full on silicone mask mm. and wig. Now, the best part is he had planned to leave his daughter in his place as he walked free. However, you can go watch the video of this happening in real time. The, not, you don't get to see the arrest. You get no. to see the aftermath. Yeah, the aftermath, yes. Insider.com has the video, has some notes on the event after he was caught, which showed the somewhat convincingly disguised yeah. actually being removed. Like, yeah. on, like at the end of a Scooby-Doo episode. Right. Peeling the mask off, the wig. Yeah. 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 And it sounded so bizarre. How could a man disguise himself as a, as a little girl? Yeah. But he's a slight framed man. Okay. Small, short, slight frame, all that. It was actually pretty convincing. The only reason they caught him is because he was all fidgety and acting nervous as he was walking out. Yeah. And then the video shows the, the removal of... Of the, the the costume, the disguise. That's fantastic. It's crazy. I mean, listen, criminals, take a lesson from every Scooby-Doo villain ever. Yeah. You can't act all shifty and weird about That's things. That's right. Especially those, if those dang kids. I was going to say, those meddling kids, they'll get you every time. Yeah. So, that happened. So, yeah. Right. To the non-segment. Yep. Watch, read, listen, lifestyle. Mm -hmm. What do you want? Um, why don't you take watch? Okay, watch. Well, watch the Netflix series, The Last Kingdom. Mm -hmm. You could watch the Prime series, Vikings, but it isn't as specifically about this moment in this history. Teton Hall battle, which I yeah. think may be second or third to last or last. One of the last episodes of season six is that battle. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. All mm -hmm. right. You could watch the movie Braveheart. And apparently I should. It is good. You can watch and or read at insider.com the reporting on Clavino da Silva's failed jailbreak. The video is very interesting and it's short. Um, Netflix original series that we've been watching. Yes. Tell me about it. Well, we've been watching The Umbrella Academy. This is season two of this Netflix original series. Um, I'm a little bit, uh, it's one of those series that you kind of turn on as uh, I'm falling asleep. I've not really watched it 
wholeheartedly engaged. However, I've picked up on some of the story and plot lines. So mm-hmm. it's sort of a, a story of the mysterious birth of what was it, like 49 kids in the beginning, like mysteriously born around the world. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Some, it's, some bizarre. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of the inciting thing. And then there, the story follows like seven of them, right. Who were, I think adopted by one father. Most specifically, I think there's four that oh, are the okay. main. Okay. This season has the introduction of some new. Oh, season okay. one, and it's been a while, so I could yeah. be just making this up. But mm-hmm. I feel like season one really focused on a primary group of four. Okay. And they're still the mains. Yes. All right. Gotcha. Well, it's a really fascinating blend between science fiction and supernatural. Mm-hmm. You've got the these kids that were born under highly mysterious circumstances, like. I remember, I do remember the opening scene of the first season. There were there'd be women that were just like going about their day, and then, then suddenly they were having a baby. Right, they had right. not been pregnant, but then, then in the next minute they're having a baby. Um, and I that was very like that was yeah. imprinted on my. You hated mind. that. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> but this is it's very well done. Um, it's very like original that's not predictable i don't think it's very predictable no 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 um, at all they've time traveled even time travel is in it um it's it's good and it's i think it's definitely trending on on netflix right now yeah, a yeah. lot of people are super into it but if you like that sort of sci-fi supernatural um time travel genre it's a or good watch storing dogs either either way yes we're gonna have to give them away i guess <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to read, you could pick up Herman Melville if you would like to snore like our dogs do. Yes. His, again, novelized memoir is called White Jacket or, of course, Moby Dick. Probably many it's an of investment. You, yeah. Many of you have probably... Have you read Moby Dick? No. I would guess many of you have actually read it, suffered through it. Speaking of suffering. <laughs> to tie it all back together. Indeed. But yeah, give it a read. It's uh, part of the great American canon of literature. Indeed. So. I would guess that's on Audible now, and it could put you to sleep for decades. There you go. We'll see if that works. Okay, for the listen section, we yeah. of course have Shout by the Eiley Brothers. Mm-hmm. You may have mentioned. Go ahead with yours, and okay. then I'll finish with this silliness. Okay. So many of you all may know that I'm a huge and longtime fan of the podcast Babysitter's Club Club, hosted by Jack Shepard and Tanner Greenring. Um, they have been recapping the Netflix series of Babysitter's Club one episode at a time at the end of the most recent one. And it's about the episode of Dawn and the Impossible Three. They actually have an interview with the girls who play Dawn Schaefer and Mary Ann Sp- uh, Spear. And so there are these teenage girls that are on there and the guys are interviewing them and they do some Babysitter's Club trivia with them. And it's just, if you enjoyed Babysitter's Club growing up, it's a highly enjoyable episode. If you don't regularly listen to Babysitter's Club Club, you can skip to where, I think their interview starts when there's like 30 minutes left in the episode. So you can skip to there. Gotcha. It's very charming. Well, I have been, as of late on more than one occasion, disappointed by the fact that a book that I was interested in was not available on Audible. Yes. And I'm thinking, my gosh, iPhone is supposed to be able to send, it's supposed to have more computing power than did the entire bank of computers that sent astronauts to the moon, allegedly. 
so surely there's got to be a workaround, right? Yeah. I get on and I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty salty because I found a workaround. Okay. You got to go into settings and and accessibility Ooh. and you do all this stuff. Well, I get part of the way through the process because sometimes I know this will surprise you. Sometimes I don't read all the way through and see. Oh yeah, and by the way, this will be terrible. And I just am like, oh, I'm doing it. And, uh-huh. and so I'm, I'm part of the way through. And then I begin to try to get out of the, the settings menus mm-hmm. to get back over to Audible. Well, evidently, when you change that accessibility setting, it also changes all of the gestures. And so every time I touch something, it was either saying a word or opening something new. And I'm, then I'm <laughs> freaking out and I'm touching everything. And I believe I did send astronauts to the moon and finally figured out, how to turn it off thank goodness and it's like forget it it's just not worth it it's not worth wrecking your whole phone no are you still you still uh, have this one book that you couldn't find on audible and you're like determined to get someone to read it i I found one other because this one the pink panthers book i really want to read and i've just been so slammed i've got no time to read and like somebody just read it please well i'll tell you what i've been daydreaming that maybe after you know, this podcasting era comes to an end, maybe I'll become an audible narrator. You could. I could try it out with the Pink Panthers book. I'll tell you what, you can come into my office tomorrow and audition. I will work and you can read to me. Is that that okay? (laughs) Sounds great. You can't bring Nico though. He tears my office up. Every time. He loves it. He gets, he freezes. There's so much to mess with. He just freezes. He's like, it's everywhere. And then he'll just, he freezes Tries to take it all in, and there's this one stack of notebooks right by the door. Every yes. time he just like blah, 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 lunges, yes. yeah, <laughs> knocks them all down. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Do you have any lifestyle things? I do have a lifestyle thing. This jumpsuit that I'm wearing, mm-hmm. um, or romper, whatever you want to call these one piece things. I love it. Okay. It's like an adult onesie. It is like an adult onesie. It's like wearing pajamas. I cannot believe how comfortable it is. I saw it on my friend Jessica Turner's Instagram stories. I ordered one immediately. It is the Amazon Essentials. I think they call it like the scoop neck sleeveless wide leg jumpsuit. Um, It was super affordable. It was like under $25. It's one of the most comfortable things I've ever put on in my whole life. And now I would like to have one in every color. Onesies, obviously. Are comfortable. That's why we put babies in them. Yes. And then if you go to the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, we all equate old age with baby, yes. right? Uh-huh. Go to the opposite end of the spectrum. You'll be hard pressed to find, at least in rural communities, old men that do not wear either overalls or coveralls, which is That's just true. an adult onesie. Yes. Now, beyond being comfortable, my dad used to like to joke about, because he refused to wear them, yes. even when he got older. Yeah. He used to joke about one of the neighbors that he liked to go, that the neighbor liked to go put on his, his big onesie and then trim trees. Cause every time he reached up, it'd raise the crotch and goose him. <laughs> I don't know if that was true or not, but it always got a chuckle out of us. Yes, for sure. Do you have a lifestyle? I, I do have one. Okay. I do have one. We had talked yesterday a little bit about the mustache wax dilemma mm. and delightfully the one of five samples that I have ordered. It was the one that was supposed to be delayed and not even ship until the 7th of this month. Well, it arrived. Happy surprise. Today. Yeah. It is uh, Boss Man Beards is the brand and they call it Mudstache. Ooh. 
Is it actual mud? Well, the consistent, no, it's not actual mud. Okay. It's not actual mud. Say, that's going um, real primal. With it is stuff. water, beeswax, coconut oil, carnauba wax, lanolin. Okay. All natural thing. A lot of, a lot of mustache and beard products get petroleum jelly in them, and that's that can be a little icky. Okay. So I was glad that this is not the case. But the consistency, it's really odd. It's almost like... Just a, a little, just a little bit less soupy than potter's clay, okay. like on a spinning wheel. Sure. And so it's, it's, I was thinking, oh, this is just literally going to go on and, and just be gross. Mm -hmm. um, but I put it in, it almost immediately dried and, and has held all day. Yeah. Um, and even allows for some mild readjustment. Now, other products I've used, once you touch it again, you got to reapply. It breaks whatever hold it had. So... I am cautiously optimistic about this. I see we've got a lurker. We, we have a creeper creeping yeah. around outside of the dining room here. Okay. Um, it looks really good. Well, thank I, you. You know, as we covered yesterday, this has been a little upsetting that you lost your yeah. favorite brand. So I'm glad that the first one, right out of the gate. Yep. I feel confident that even if the other four are terrible, right. that I can make do with this. And better than just make do. And you had maybe even a new non-segment name for this update. The Mustache Wax Facts. <laughs> Which I'm amazed I actually said correctly because as I was trying to say it earlier, it, it, it was a struggle. It's a struggle. I'm not even going to attempt it for sure. All right. I'm sure it'll be a big hit with the ladies because everybody's concerned about how to groom their mustache, right? Most of us ladies are more concerned about how to remove it. So. Well, that's a form of grooming, right? It is a form of grooming. Thank you. I wouldn't recommend this product for that, though. It's not meant for the... Not so much. Thing. It's more to train it. In fact, I believe they even call this training wax. Mm. So. Yeah, there we go. Based on... Uh, no, I'm not going to... Oh, that'll embarrass our girls. I won't say that. I'll be kind. Okay. <laughs> they don't have mustaches. No. Nor do they want them. No. Okay. Okay. Well, I suppose that it's that time. It is. Have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. In the 18th century, the Vikings underwent somewhat of a historic revision, or makeover. Subsequently, we now have images of them wearing horned helmets. In truth, they did not wear horned helmets, but I wish they had. While not terribly practical, the cool factor is high. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found.